Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Change Wholesale. Change Wholesale gives brokers an unfair advantage. The groundbreaking community mortgage from Change Wholesale is the only owner-occupied mortgage that doesn't require income or employment documentation. Fewer requirements, more closing. That's the Change Wholesale unfair advantage. Get connected with Change Wholesale by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today, just getting to know my good buddy, Fadi Sankari, Best Rate Mortgage. What's up, man? Hey, JP. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing good. Now, where are you located? Uh, Michigan. All right, cool. Because we were just talking about my Philadelphia Eagles, your Detroit Lions. I love it. Hey, Lions are, you know, I don't want to jinx them because I do like <laughs> them. Kind of a little bit of a su- success story, right? It's been a while. Right. I've waited 37 years for this, man. <laughs> there you go. 37 years. Um, and I'll tell you what, I mean, if we're kind of trying to talk about that, like having a good uh, uh, leader that grinds, he's a grinder, Dan Campbell. Right. I mean, right. that's big, man, in, in in football world or, you know, mortgage real estate world. Right. You have to have a good leader that's going to get down in it with you. Right. You agree? Exactly. Absolutely. It trickles down. It trickles down from the top. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Now, so are you? You're the president, right? At Best Rate, I am. Yes, you're the president. Do you own it? How's that? How's that kind of work? Just curiosity. Broker owner. Broker, uh, broker owner. owner. I I created that level of structure uh, just because the future plans and what we want to do uh, at Best Rate and beyond. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because I, I like own my company, but I don't even know what I am. I'm like CEO, <laughs> founder, president, like whatever. You know. So sometimes it's just a title like you'll kind of agree with, but I, but I understand, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. Well, that's cool. So how long have you owned best rate for? So November of 2020 was the day that I opened up my LLC, November 16, 2020. 2020. Got that date. Cool. Yeah. I, I was ours late 18. So really 19. So maybe I got a year on you in terms of that, but that's all good. But take me through, right? We always say nobody really you know, goes to school or grows up thinking I'm going to be in the mortgage world, right? So right. tell me a little bit how you got in, when you got in, take me to your journey until now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, JP and uh, the rest of the team, thank you so much. Obviously, it's it's truly an honor and, and really a blessing to be here today. Um, sure. We have found some a lot of traction and a lot of success. And, you know, in this market, you know, we've been really busy, but I think part of, part of, once you start getting that traction, you, you cannot forget that you got there by learning and getting inspired by other people. Mm. So that's why I've, you know, I've been trying to, as much as I can reach back out to hopefully inspire some people, maybe that are a little bit, be honest, maybe somebody that's opening up their shop, somebody mm-hmm. that's, you know, thinking. So a blessing to be here. And again, thanks for having me. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I mean, I know we're on here doing this, but everyone needs inspiration. You know, I always say selfishly, I do these podcasts, not like I get paid or anything. I do this because I get to meet people. And if I'm like, oh man, this business sucks right now. I can get some inspiration from you, Fadi. So, so thank you for saying that. So I'm going to listen intently here with what you got (laughs) to say. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So before this uh, venture, um, 
I, I had so many and so many. I mean, I could show you all my LLCs, so many mm -hmm. failed ventures and businesses. Um, I think the key to me was even through those failed businesses, I always believed in myself. I always believed in my capabilities to do something and to be a positive change, whether it be in the community um, and and beyond. Mm. So I think one of the key points here, and hopefully that inspired others, that if, like you said, like we didn't grow up wanting to be, you know, in in this business. Maybe mm. we had other aspirations, other plans. But if the stars aligned, or if this is something that you want to try, you just have to come in and hopefully, again, and this is what I did. You have to come in with all the energy that you had. You can't let your past failures um, determine how you're going to enter mm. every single day in this industry. And I think that's been part of the uh, a huge part of our success is even though I did have a lot of failed businesses, a lot of you know setbacks, I came in like it was day one energy, mm. and I come in every day with day one energy in this business. I mean, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, uh, not just in business, but in life, right? I mean, we can go that deep. I mean, I mean, this business um, is hard and it can affect your life, right? So I think this goes both ways. You got to go in, you got to forget about yesterday. You can't worry about, it, you can't have the regrets. You got to jump in all in because what, what's the other side of it? You're going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Exactly. That doesn't do anybody well, you know? Right. So, so I, I mean, that's awesome. So I like, I like where this is going. Let's get this. <laughs> All right. So let's, let, get our let's, let's dive a little deeper, right? So yeah, I gave you that date, November 16, 2020. I was negative six figures in credit card debt. Um, you know, I had uh, our first baby on the way. Mm. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, our second baby on the way. And you know, all, all of the things, even some of your best friends, right? Some of your family members, some of we're like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? Like, just, you know, take the safe route, right? Like, you have a lot. You have a lot on the line here. Some of my best friends still, I think, back, and it, it really hurts, right? Like, because you hear it from other people, but it's when the people that are close to you, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, it hurts. Those are the people you expect to be there. So, but, you know, I believed in myself, and I believed in what I was going to do, and I believed in my why. And that's, mm. I think one of the second points that I'd like to bring is, right, if you're if you're coming in and doing this, right, because you want to make, a, you know, a bunch of money, and listen, that's that's okay. Like, it's okay th that you mm -hmm. want to make money, and, you, and it's okay to do that. But if that's the only reason, then I would ask that you, you know, you probably want to reconsider mm -hmm. why you're really doing what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. So I focused on the why for a long time um, before I made that decision. And I think that's mm -hmm. another point. That if somebody's either entering in or somebody's maybe having reset and re, and and think about why, like why is it that you're really doing what you're doing? There's a great book actually by Simon Sinek. It's it's called Start with the Why. Mm. I don't know if you've ever read it, but I've heard of it. Yep, yep. So you really have to go back and think of like what are you doing? So for for me, right? There's my why is it's multifaceted, right? So part of my why is. Um, I grew up and I've always had an interest in finance. I've always had an interest in math. I've always had an entrepreneurial kind of spirit. Again, all those failed businesses I mentioned to you, mm -hmm. but I also wanted to make a positive change. And I've also wanted to create a business that um, wasn't overcharging or taking advantage of people. They say, you know, what, what a famous saying is that, you know, the integrity of a man is doing um, is, is, is what he's doing when other people aren't looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 
you know, since day one, we started with the fair um, and a very competitive comp plan. And even though we've gotten busier, even though that we've become, you know, top 1% originator for some, with some of the largest lenders that we work with, I have not changed that because we haven't had to. Mm -hmm. um, we're still doing good and we're still very competitive. And on top of that, we don't compromise. There's a saying out there, well, you know, we provide, we, we, we charge this because we're providing excellent service. Well, we're charging less and we're still, we're actually providing unparalleled service. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, compare our service against anyone. So um, start with the why, why you're doing what you're doing. Part of our why is to be fair when a lot of people in this industry, unfortunately are not. And that's mm -hmm. another part of our why. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, uh, I, it, now you're questioning me about my own why and then trying to go back <laughs> and reevaluate and reset, you know, um, if, and I'll, I'll just put it out there now, right? Like my why, right. It really goes, I have three kids, right? So yep. I want to leave a legacy. I want them to know the man, you know, did well. So it's multifaceted. Like you said, I, if, if my big why is my family, then I have to be fair. I have to take care of others because I want to show them that's what they should do, right? So if you're looking for a why, and tell me if I'm wrong too, Fadi, like find out what something really means to you and then break it down, right? And it and it should come out to a good positive result if people are trying to find their why. Like, what do you think? So in, um, sorry for all the, the emails here, I'll, I'll try to uh, break it down. Uh, in 2017, JP, um, I was um, unemployed. And as I mentioned to you, I'd, again, I was student debt. I was married at the time. At that time, we had no kids. And um, I took out a piece of paper. Again, I'm unemployed. I'm, I'm living on $337 check every mm -hmm. single week from the unemployment office. Mm -hmm. um, I took a square piece of paper and I made a cross. And on each quadrant of those pieces of paper, I wrote something that was very important to me. Um, health, um, uh, spiritual or religion, uh, financial and family. Mm. And on each of those quadrants, remember, I'm, I'm <laughs> negative credit card debt, six figures, um, sure. student loan debt, no job, married. Um, I wrote some ridiculous goals, right? In 2017, um, I wrote that I'd have, you know, a business that was generating a million dollars plus. I wrote that my kids would be going to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. I wrote that. And again, each quadrant had about 20 to 25 um, of goals and whys, if you will, mm -hmm. that were very detailed. Mm. Uh, last year in 2022, five years later, is the first time I pulled out that cheat. And again, I, I marked everything of those whys, I marked everything red because obviously it wasn't accomplished yet. So last year I pulled that sheet out and I started highlighting green, everything that I've met. And if I, if I show you this piece of paper now, I would say about 95% of it. Uh, is how, cool is green. how cool is that? So it, it, so it makes sense to write something down. Like all of us, our minds are spinning thoughts here. Boom, 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 boom. Right. But to everyone out there, if you're spinning, maybe just get out that piece of paper and put it on paper. That's why they say, put it on paper, right? Put it's, it on paper, baby. <laughs> it's legitimate, right? Hey, and that's is. really cool. Five years later, you can go back and like you said, 90, 95% of that is accomplished, you know? And it's even the thing of 
you know, strive for perfection, but knowing perfection is not going to be there, you know, and you're going to constantly, you, you're going to have to make a new one now, Fadi. I don't know what to tell you. I did. Last year I made for 2027. So we're going to have to do this in 2027. All right. Fair if enough. If we're all still alive and well. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this is great. I love it. I think this is going to really help people out um, to kind of shift a bit, right? I know you had some businesses in the past, right? What made you say, I'm going mortgage now? Yeah. Um, so again, it goes back to um, kind of my my childhood. Is I've, I, I always had a, a nap for um, finance and and money in general. Um, you know, you watch those movies, right, where, where you see those those guys finance. Uh, um, uh, it's not coming to me now. The the Wall Street movie, the famous Wall Street movie back in the day. Um, not Wolf of Wall Street. Is not it? not Wolf of Wall okay. Street. The other one, but uh, with uh, anyway. So you watch those Wall Street, Wall Street movies, right? You're all excited about them. You see those guys. I, actually, I was a financial advisor before I was uh, in the mortgage business. Mm -hmm. um, but with all that said, we had a project. I remember uh, back in the second grade. And this was my favorite project. Um, we had certain criteria and certain things that we had to do. But um, going through a scrapbook, you had to spend exactly $1 million. That mm -hmm. was what you had to do. Um, and you can only use scrapbooks. And there were certain like... Uh, criteria that you had to meet. So it was always fascinating to me. And I've always remembered that project uh, coupled with the fact that, you know, I was, I was the man of the house and I was leading like, as far as uh, anything financially purchases, credit, I, I was, mm -hmm. I was the guy, people, the family would come to me. I was the mm -hmm. guy. And then the entrepreneurial um, itch that I've always had, all those things kind of came together. Um, and, you know, again, I wrote it down. I, I knew there was going to be something. Uh, I knew I loved talking and working with people. Mm -hmm. And really just one day, just like that, it clicked. It's like kind of combining all those things together. And then mortgage company was created. Yeah. I mean, so everyone out there, I mean, you going through the process, thinking, writing stuff down. Sometimes people are like, ah, there's nothing I like, nothing I can do. And sometimes it clicks. I mean, you went like that and it clicked and you went with it. Right. And I think that that that's for everyone out there right now. Cause it is tougher. There's no doubt. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but stay the game, stay the course, believe. I mean, I, I got up there. If you can, you can't see it. I got a big believe sign. Cause you, you have to, I mean, you don't, yeah. I don't want to say like it might, some people are like, Oh, that's corny. It's, it's not, it's legitimate. Like you have to believe or you're not believing. So which one are you going to choose? You know? So that's cool. So that's why you got in. It led you to that pop. And now you're here for four years later, basically almost. Yeah. And I think one thing I would say is, you know, again, maybe I'm a little bit riskier, but I truly did, even with all those failed, I, I believed fully in myself and my capabilities. And I bet hundred percent of myself. And the way I did that was I had no plan B. That was mm -hmm. it. Um, in fact, there was a couple other ventures and, and things that were kind of going on at the time. I cut loose and I said, I'm going hundred percent in. And I did not have a backup plan. That was mm -hmm. it. So something, yeah. I think there's something there about having no plan B. Yeah. Yeah. And going all in, right. I mean that, I mean, it's, it's said all the time going all in. Um, there's something on the other side, right? It's putting away that fear going all in. And there's something on the other side of that fear. You know, it's like, you're here, then you got to get something you got to get past. And there's something usually good on that other side. If you go all in. I think physiologically, subconsciously, mentally, I think there's something that 
kind of just when you're going for it and you know you that's it, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't have a backup, it, you reach a little further. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I'll just give you my really quick story. You know, 2017, our third kid was on the way. And for whatever reason, I've been with a few different companies before this. Every time we would have a baby, I would change uh, uh, mortgage companies, you know? Oh, wow. It wasn't a bunch, right? But, you know, you, you kind of develop. I went bank correspondent. And every time we were having a baby, right? So I did change our third baby. She's six now. Um, but I had to go all in when that baby was coming. And it does make you kind of push a little further. And then when I decided to open up my own shop, I said, this is it. I'm not going backwards. If this doesn't work in the mortgage industry, I'm out. Like if it does, like this is it. I so you're kind of right. I had no plan B. This that was it. I never really love thought it. about that till now. So love it. Th- it does. It makes you push a little bit further. You have no other option. What are you going to exactly. do? Back against the wall, right? So I love it. That's great. Um, talk about a uh, uh, best rate a little bit more. Tell me how you're set up. Are you still producing? Um, are are you uh, more? handling loan officers. Tell me the setup at best rate. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're just starting to grow. We just actually hired our, um, I guess it'd be second well, third employee. I guess I'm, I'm the cool. first employee. We got a, I got a loan officer assistant. Now we got a loan analyst. So I am still producing. I am still uh, very involved. With that being said, um, the goal now is to take me out and train my guys to mm-hmm. stay on um, the loan processing and, uh, making sure that we're on top of the communication, make sure that we're still providing the level of service that our realtors that we work with mm-hmm. are accustomed to. Um, so that's where we're at right now. We're, we're just starting that transition. And the, the future is to start uh, recruiting, hiring LOs to get them in the processes, what we do, how we do things. And that's, that's going to be the 2024. Nice. No, that's great. I mean, it's something I'm looking to as well in my small little shop, you know, we have a, uh... We have our two employees, have a couple LOs. I still produce. But I, like you said, I might have to go all in with something a little bit more. Like you might be doing with this transition, right? You might have to get out of it a little bit because um, I'm assuming if 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 you're getting out a bit, you're going to be developing a lot more relationships to get to your team, I would think. Is that going to be more of your focus, developing relationships so business comes in? Is that kind of where your mind's going? That's exactly where it's going. Okay. Um, we have so many realtors that we've transacted with that even have reached out to me and I've dropped the ball because we've last three yeah. months purchase season that, you know, they wanted to meet and I, we could have capitalized on them, but being small, that's the challenges of being small. Sometimes mm-hmm. is that sure. you got to make sure that your the loans that are in process, right. Are making Absolutely. sure that those are closing and you kind of put those things in, in the back burner, which um, there's a great book. It's called the seven habits of highly effective people. Mm-hmm. And um, Stephen Covey, who wrote the book, focuses on uh, four quadrants of how to spend your time. And as you know, if you want to grow your business, right? So the quadrant one, the whole thing is like urgent and important items. Mm -hmm. Quadrant two is important, but not urgent. And then there's two other quadrants, but I'll just focus on these. So they're urgent, important, like, right? Like your funding, there's an issue, whatever, like you got to get to it. There's, there's no time. You you really have to, those are the things that kind of require your attention. But his whole point and this whole point that I'm what I'm trying to focus on right now is that we have to be spending our time on the important but not urgent items. Mm -hmm. These are the things that are going to grow our business, right? Mm -hmm. Like creating relationships, important but not urgent. Of course, they can Mm -hmm. wait, but they are important. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-development, you know, creating um, uh, 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 
creating your maybe SOPs for your business, um, recruiting, um, uh, you know, reaching out further outreach. Shows. So I think this is the time, right? Because mm. a lot of people, and you know, I haven't, you, you've touched on this, but I haven't touched. Yes. It, like the market has shrunk, right? The market has shrunk a lot, but I think, you know, in my humble opinion, like, I think it's, 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 it's a little bit, I don't want to say exciting because of course there's a lot of people losing their jobs and, and I feel for that. And I feel mm-hmm. empathetic for that, but for the people that are sticking through, this is the time where we gain market share, mm-hmm. where we mm-hmm. gain, because a lot of people are leaving and those relationships that maybe that previous realtor had with those people, now they're open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and maybe that wasn't for them and they decided to do something else. Well, we can come in, we can provide that value to the, you know, whether it's realtor partners or other partners and show them that we are in here for the long haul. So mm. market is shrinking, but I think our market share individually for the people that are going to ride it should be expanding. And we should always be spending our time in that second quadrant, things mm-hmm. that are going to grow our business. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's great. Like like you said, okay, let's be real. It has shrunk, but when things shrunk, there's some fear out there. People might be like, I'm done, or they're not working. They're just, you know, laying around, whatever it is. You're going to go expand that market share, which will just make that shrunken one go back, right? So now's the time. If you're in this for the long haul, now's the time to double down, right? Exactly. I, did, I heard something the other day when businesses – really good you know what 2021 right remember those those years it was insane right oh yeah they said cut i don't know if i agree with this we'll see cut your marketing in half and this is for our industry and then when it's times like this it allows you to have what you need to double your marketing now there it is. right Absolutely. so that's something i just read the other day i we have always marketed but i'm like that kind of does make sense you know what i mean more calls more contacts whatever whatever it is that's great that's great. Um, what are some of, if we get into it a bit deeper, what are some of the things you may have planned um, on reaching back out to these real estate agents, these financial advisors? Do you have a system for that? Or are you just randomly calling them or sending them a text? I can tell you what I'm doing as well, but I'd like to hear what you're doing to get back engaged with these people. For sure. For sure. So um, I'm, I'm kind of against, uh, well, I don't want to say against, there's always a, a something for people, but I mm-hmm. guess I'm all about warm calling, warm mm-hmm. calling, right? Sure. A, a warm call is always going to be better than a cold call. Mm-hmm. A, cold, a cold call just starts off on the wrong foot. You're meeting, everybody got their own agenda. You don't know what their mm-hmm. agenda. So warm calling. So we've closed and transacted with, let's say 200, 250 listing. We're, we're 98% purchase. Mm-hmm. So there's always been a listing agent that to me, that was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. A lot of it got slipped through, but our processes were there. We've communicated. We, we have these uh, feel good updates. We call them Friday feel goods. Mm-hmm. And the Friday feel goods are because we know that the listing agent going into the weekend, they're wondering what's going on with my deal. Fridays mm-hmm. are fr- uh, feel good Fridays. Mm-hmm. Even if we have nothing to say, or maybe there's no update. Hey, just want to let you know, yeah. um, you know, we're still working it. Everything looks good. we got a couple of docs left in underwriting. We should be wrapping up, right? That goes a long way. So we've done that consistently for over 200, 225, 250 agents. Mm-hmm. So I think to me, that's, that's a warm call, right? Sure. We've transacted. We've done business with these people. We're going to reach back. Mm-hmm. We're going to reach back and, hey, I don't care if it's 2021. We closed 2021. Remember 503 Velisky? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a loan officer on it. Hey, listen, 
um, you know, whatever that that script might be, um, you know, we close it in about maybe I'll, I'll go back and get some data. You know, that one we close in about eight days. That's mm -hmm. something we do on a regular basis. But really what I wanted to call you about, we do got some updates. I'm sure you have your current relationship set up with your lenders. I just wanted to uh, maybe meet with you or, or maybe get in a Zoom, just talk to you about a couple updates, how we're helping our realtors, uh, uh, you know, win more business in this, mm -hmm. in this tough market. I know that interest rates are a problem. You know, obviously we have partners like UWM and other partners offering that 2-1 buy down. Mm -hmm. um, creative financing, right? We have a 52% equity right now, the most equity that we've ever had at home. So if you own a home, more than likely you have a lot of equity in it, mm -hmm. right? And if you have some credit card debt and you want to, you have two more kids or three more kids and you want to buy that larger home, well, we can look at that credit card debt and we mm -hmm. can see if, if we sell your home, and we pay off some of that 22% yeah. credit card debt that maybe we can keep the payments, your overall monthly liability payments the same, mm -hmm. even at a higher rate. And of course, we're going to refinance. So it's just about educating those the realtors and letting them know that you are the expert and you have solutions and you're going to come with solutions. So the first, of course, is getting their time and then it's getting their interest. And um, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to we're going to we're going to reach out to those people that I feel like, you know, are, are at least warm, at least warm. And then we're uh, we're doing some video marketing. Um, so uh, part of kind of the new initiative, while I'm going to come out and we have the process in, is we're going to be involved more in video. So I think the new one one other point that I'll I'll make for current loan officers that are that are working that are trying, you know, the new CRM system. Everybody talks about Bonzo and this and that. What's, yeah. what's, I think it's I think it's your social media, right? Uh, it's your always Facebook. been. Yeah, I agree. Your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever you use. That's your CRM system. Mm -hmm. That's where the leads people are, you know, so that's your opportunity, right? To mm -hmm. get in front of people. So video marketing is going to be big for us also going into 2024. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, video has been big for us um, just to give you a couple of things that may help you that we're doing um, for the past six, seven months. I have what's called a Wednesday text that I write or journal every morning and I have a huge list of all our real estate agents, some good friends, some financial advisors um, that I just write. Now, it's a long text. It looks like that. Maybe it's annoying. I don't know. But I do it once a week. They know it's coming at around 830 in the morning. A little motivational type stuff, but real. And then a market update and just letting them know we're here if you need us. And it's Love slow. It. Like it's been six, seven months. I know these people. I don't get the likes. I don't. But I know they're seeing it. And now it's starting to eventually work. And people Love are saying, it. hey, thanks for the message. I do like this because, listen, you're going to get paranoid when you do videos. You know, if you're really these warm calls, did they really read it? Do they not like me? What's going, you know, but trust if you're doing it from an authentic spot, it's going to work. So Wednesdays, we do that right every other week. We do what's called a hus bus bus stop video. I talk about the market a little bit. Um, it's about it could be three, four minutes long, goes out to every email address we've ever had. Right. So we're right now it's slow for us, but I have to believe, and I tell my team this, if we consistently do what we're doing, we're doing it the right way. We're being real about it. It's going to work. Right. But that's Love the that, biggest part, that. right? Yeah. It's the belief part. I, I totally get it because you're putting in this work. You're not seeing the results now, but I'm telling everyone out there, you'll start getting the results. I'm personally starting to see some of it, you know? Love it. Love it. Hey, that consistency coming from the authentic I, that that's that's the same way we're teaching our and because at the end of the day right like if we're not if we're not how are we you, you we talk about dan campbell in the beginning of the podcast yeah. right? 
Yeah. Like you just see that fire in him. Mm -hmm. You see that passion. You see that he is coming from an authentic spot. You see that, and that motivates. So what you're saying and that belief, right? It has to start with us on the mm -hmm. top. And mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that you're doing that and congratulations. And I'm, I might steal that idea. <laughs> Take whatever you need, man. I'm happy to do it. Uh, Fadi, we, we, I mean, we're already over 30 minutes in, which is crazy, right? So wow. I always ask two questions at the end here, right? To try and get your thoughts, right? This was a great podcast. I think people are really going to uh, listen to this one like you do when you work out. And I think it's going to help motivate them. Um, but let's say you're a new loan officer or you're trying to reinvent yourself in this market right now. You've talked about a, a lot of it, but what's one or two things that you would tell that person or you would do yourself? Yeah. So the, the first thing I would do, I think one is, <coughs> excuse me, find, find a niche. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have a niche and that's something that we didn't really uh, speak about, but my niche is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess the lead loan officer, if you will, in a certain community and certain demographic mm -hmm. and that niche has really helped us propel. So find a niche, whether that's, you know, working with veterans or, you know, working with conventional uh, or DSCR investors, but there's a lot of loan officers out there and even and like, so for instance, I'll give you an example. The way that we broke in with a lot of realtors is that, you know, we didn't position ourselves as just another lender. Um, a lot of them, we were using a couple programs. Some of them were available at the time, but that were really, really important to that sector. Now we've become the kind of one of the top, you know, what the all, all around go-to but we didn't start like that. So mm -hmm. one of them was a DSCR program. And then one of them, um, it's still being offered, but actually the program, and thankfully we, we didn't need it to be mm -hmm. still existing, but it was a, a, a no income. So yeah, when I, I call yeah, no income program, right? No, mm -hmm. uh, the, I think change lending. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember community. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we would call and we, and that's how we got their attention, right? We got them on, on that. So they put us as part of their sleeve, even though they're working with two or three. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. We closed loans here and there for them. We weren't their main person. We weren't their main loan officer. We weren't the main lender, but we stayed communicating. We stayed on top of things. We took that deal that would have never worked and and we were persistent and, and we were there. And now for most of those agents, we are their primary for everything. So mm -hmm. we, we came in through the back door, if you will. Yeah. And that's what I would advise because everybody's working with somebody or has a mm -hmm. relationship. Um, so come in with something different is the first thing that I would say. Um, yeah. And, and, and saying, like you said, no pressure. I know you're working with other people. Just <laughs> let me know some things that we've been studying could be a little niche. Maybe it pops up. Think of us. And then eventually you, you can kind of creep in and take exactly. over part of that relationship. And like we said, market shrinking. Some people could be getting out. Now's the time to grow that market share. I love it. That's awesome. Exactly. The next three to five years. Keep this belief in, in me, Fadi, right? Where do you see this market going? Where do you see real estate, mortgage? How? Where do you see the next three to five years? So it's funny you say that because uh, just this last week, and you know, I, you, I'm sure you've seen, we've, we've had a little bit of a rate drop. Um, mm -hmm. Listen, if I could predict the market, right? Like <laughs> probably in New York somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, whether it goes up, down or sideways, I don't want to say I don't care, but what, what I will say is that we will be there to give the best service, the mm -hmm. best possible rates that we can get for our clients. Yep. So people are going to need homes. 
I don't concern myself with what's going on in the market. Of course, for some reasons we do that, mm -hmm. of course, hey, you know, maybe we should wait a little bit. We're going to refine. All these things are good. But my main focus on our, is, is on the consumer. If they can afford the home, if it meets their goals, and if it's the right house for them and they can afford it, then we will refinance in the future. We will take care of that, um, you know, in the, in the future. And there will be a time. The markets are a cyclical market. They go up, they go down. Just like I was in the stock market. It goes mm -hmm. up, it goes down. It's the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, next year they're saying the presidential elections are going to have an effect on markets going down. People are saying the unemployment rates are have a, if you look at the charts, they, they have a, a, a certain, for technical analysis, people that have a certain trend that it just hit. So we're entering into a recession. All of that, it's fine. We're not going to time the markets. I'm going to edge. We're going to educate our clients. There you go. To let them know, you know, where they're at, the monthly payment, not to be concerned with the noise. And mm -hmm. if they are ready to buy the house, if they find a good opportunity, provide them with the best possible service with the best possible rates, and then be there for them throughout the entire process. And I have found for me and for my team and for our clients, that once you're confident in them, once you're going to tell them that you're going to be there no matter what, that, that you know, they're going to be there. They're going to, mm -hmm. and, and they will be confident in closing and they will listen to you as an advisor, mm -hmm. not just a person that's just facilitating, uh, facilitating a transaction. Uh, I mean, you, you just nailed that, right? Being an advisor, uh, talking monthly payment, budgeting, all the things, like we're the true financial advisors right now, in my opinion. Right. You know, exactly. like we, we're doing it all. We're budgeting. We're doing this. We're doing a lot of free work. We're getting here. We're getting there. But that relationship matters. And then if, when rates come down, they're coming back to refi. They're looking at you to structure things. They trust you're going to tell them, hey, now's not the right time. They trust you in that sense. And uh, I think it's great. Fadi, you're a great man. Good to meet you. Thank uh, you, I, I wish Likewise. you of course, if you need anything, feel free to hit me up. And uh, yeah, best of luck, man. I appreciate this podcast. Thank you, brother JP. Thank you and the team. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thanks, having me. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Take care. See you. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues. Join the referral list. Change AEs and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.